It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hey, glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There is a ton going on. It'll be uh, Governor Christy Nome, South Dakota, at the bottom of this hour. Make sure you stick around. Uh, lots of, she's got lots to say. She's got a brand new book out as well. We talk about all these Supreme Court rulings, and we'll continue talking about those in a moment. In fact, I'm going to give you Kamala Harris, the uh, Vice President of the United States. Simple question goes along with the video and audio that I'm going to play. If you want to see her say it, you can stop by JoePags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S.com, and click on Watch Now. You'll see us do the show like a TV show. But uh, one of two things has to be true. Either she's stupid or she's a liar. And I don't think she's stupid, I'll be honest with you, on a Monday. Motown Monday. I did check out that trigger law in Texas during the break, so I'll have have some answers on that for you coming up. Good call before we hit the break tonight, uh, last hour. Polo's making it happen. Appreciate Polo as always. Sam's here too. Chocolate Boys is off. Say Motown Monday. Junior Walker and the All-Stars. Shotgun. 1965. Hour number three will be... Um, U.S. Representative Mary Miller, she on Saturday had a, a bit of a, a, a slip of the tongue. And, of course, the left ran with it like, oh, she wanted white lives to be saved or something. All of a sudden, we'll have her on to talk about that in hour number three. Make sure you stick around for that. I did want to bring you this video, though, of the Vice President Kamala Harris. She sits down with somebody from CNN. I don't know who the reporter is from CNN. I don't watch CNN say, I'm not being funny or coy. I don't know who this is. Um, but she sits down, and they're talking about Roe v. Wade. And it's so interesting to me, the language that she uses, the attitude that she has, and the things that she says. She's a lawyer. She was the attorney general in California, by all accounts, a horrible attorney general. But the things she says and the way she says them tells me that it's one of two things. She's either really stupid, and I don't think she is, or she's a liar. You tell me. And I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it because um, they actually did it. And, and here's what they did. They, the court actually took a constitutional right that has been recognized for half a century and took it from the women of America. Well, let's stop there. I mean, again, either stupid or she's lying. Um, it's not a constitutional right because it's not enumerated in the Constitution. I mean, there was the right to slavery in this country for, what, 150 years, something like that, and or 100 years since we were established. 90 years from 1776. But um, we actually had to put a constitutional amendment in there, three of them, to get rid of slavery and tell people this wasn't okay. 
whether you wanted slavery or not, it was bad. It was wrong. It shouldn't have happened. We also had um, a constitutional right, or through the act, anyway, the Holstead Act, that got rid of your ability to drink alcohol. Then you also needed to add a constitutional right for women to vote before that they couldn't vote. Um, So again, she's playing games. She knows this wasn't in the Constitution. You know, she knows that originally slaves were looked at as two-thirds of a person when it comes to counting the representation needed for a certain area. So, I mean, or three-fifths, I think it was two-thirds. Either way, she's pretending like because they decided this almost 50 years ago, that's it. It can never be touched again, which is, of course, in fact, hers, they're taking away a constitutional right to place for fears. Well, the country was around for 200 years before 1973. So I can make the argument, yeah, but it wasn't a constitutional right for 200 years. So therefore, your 50 years is nothing. I mean, the time that it was on the books, the time that it had been decided, the 49 years, doesn't matter. Was it a righteous decision or an unrighteous decision? It was a bad decision that had to be overturned. So again, either she's stupid or she's a liar. You tell me. That's shocking when you think about it in terms of what that means in terms of democratic principles, in terms of the ideals upon which we were founded, about liberty, about freedom. Um, how about the pursuit? How about life? She forgot to say the word life. She said liberty and freedom. She didn't say the word life because you can't say life when it comes to the abortion argument because you're taking one away. Um, you know, I thought about it as, you know, a parent. We have two children who are in their 20s. Who are born. Son and a daughter. I thought about it as a godparent of teenagers. Those teenagers were born. I thought of it as an aunt of, of, of preschool children. Preschool children that were born, yeah. And a woman yourself. And a woman myself. And the, the, the reporter puts in, and a woman yourself. I'm going to help you out here, Cam, Cammy. Um, you know, um, is a woman yourself who's been born. Why are we missing this point? And the daughter of a woman. Oh, and a, daughter of a woman who's been born. A granddaughter of a woman. A granddaughter of a woman who's been born. And, you know, my husband and I are actually talking about it. We have a a 23-year-old, and my mother-in-law is in her 80s. Okay, so the 23-year-old had been born, and your 80-something-year-old mother-in-law has been born as well. Our daughter will not know the rights for the the amount of time that my mother-in-law knew these rights. Your daughter who's been born and your mother-in-law who's been born. Which is the right that, that should be well settled. That a woman should have to make decisions about her own body. And when we think about it, everyone has something at risk on this. I don't know what the hell she's talking about. And a- I have no clue what she's talking about. I do know this. Every person she mentioned, including herself, has been born. Every last one. Now, I did have a conversation with somebody on Instagram or something. And please don't message me on Instagram. Don't, don't slide in my DMs. I, I look at those very rarely. But um, the point was made that this person's mother had to carry, because of laws where this person lives, had to carry a stillborn child or a dead child who was stillborn eventually for the entire term and could not get rid of this. Well, I would be against that. If the human being inside is dead, um, I, I don't think you should have to carry it around. So 
you know, you could talk about individual circumstances. Well, what about rape or incest? Or let's have that conversation. What about the life of the mother? Which almost never happens in this day and age, by the way. It's almost never to save the life of the mother. Um, in fact, out of convenience, I've seen the argument that it's 95% out of convenience, 98% out of convenience. So all of these red herrings and these straw man arguments that are thrown out there about this constitutional right that never existed don't make any sense when you break it down into reality. This is really because the left has convinced generations of people that they should kill their unborn children. That's really what this is. But if you want to talk about rape and incest, we can do that. If you want to talk about the mother's life, we can do that. If you want to talk about somebody who's dead in the womb, I mean, of course we should talk about that. Um, But when it comes to the average everyday 900 abortions committed at Planned Parenthood alone, every day, 900 a day at Planned Parenthood, let's talk about what percentage are those cases that we just mentioned. And Kamala Harris trying to act like she's amazed and stunned and just beside herself over it. And then she goes down the list of all the people who have been born that won't have this right now. Does she really not understand the, the, the irony of that statement? And my children and my, and my nephews and, and nieces and my, my mother-in-law, all were born, all of them. Why are we having this discussion? So it's very weird to me that somebody who's presented to me as very smart is that stupid when it comes to the actual law and abortion. Now, here is that, that Texas trigger law that the guy at the end of the hour last hour, I forgot his name, but I appreciate him calling in about it. Let me give you what this is. There is, in fact, a trigger law that goes into effect because of the overturning of Roe v. Wade and of Casey. We never mentioned Casey for some reason. This is from the Texas Standard. I don't, I've never heard of the Texas Standard, but that's the source here. In a 6-3 decision, the U.S. Supreme Court on Friday overturned Roe v. Wade, the landmark 1973 opinion that established the constitutional right to an abortion. The court's conservative majority said the right to end a pregnancy should be an issue instead decided by state legislatures. Even the way they wrote that was kind of weird, but I mean, it's correct, but it's still kind of slanted. Quote, the Constitution does not prohibit the citizens of each state from regulating or prohibiting abortion, the court's conservatives wrote in the opinion. Texas is now poised to eliminate abortion access in the state by enacting so-called, a so-called trigger law that was passed in 2021. Here are the details. The reversal, a reversal of Roe v. Wade shifts the power to decide the legality of abortion from the federal level to the states, explained Elizabeth Sepper, a professor of law and scholar of religious liberty, health law, and equality at the University of Texas at Austin. She spoke with the Texas Standard in May when a draft opinion on abortion by the Supreme Court was leaked. In Texas, that means a near-total ban on abortion. Texas is one of the more than a dozen states that have passed trigger laws that further restrict abortion in the aftermath of Roe v. Wade reversal. Last year, Texas passed a law that stated that the Supreme Court overrules Roe v. Wade and the abortion is no longer protected by a federal co- constitution, that abortion will be completely illegal in the state of Texas, said Caroline Mala Corbin, a constitutional law professor at the University of Miami School of Law who spoke with the standard. So it's triggered by the Supreme Court overruling Roe v. Wade. That law, Texas House Bill 1280, makes it a second-degree felony for a person who knowingly performs, induces, or attempts an abortion. According to the bill analysis, the penalty increases to a first-degree infraction if the unborn child dies as a result of the offense. The legislation makes no exceptions for rape or incest. The only exception is if the pregnancy would kill or severely injure the person carrying the child, Corbin said. It also adds a fine of at least $100,000 for each offense. Okay, let me just stop you there, by the way. Just a wording of that is stupid. This this law person says, um, 
legislation makes no exceptions to the rape or incest. Only the exception is a pregnancy would kill or severely injure the person carrying the child. Not, not the woman or, or the female. The person. We're already using the word person, which is kind of stupid. All right. So, so there it is. Now, earlier last hour, of course, I said it will be illegal in Texas. I did not know what the penalties were. It, appear, it appears as though the penalty would be uh, the person who performs the abortion, the clinic, the so-called doctor, the person who does it, um, that person would be on the hook, not the mother. Um, and again, there is the exception for the mother's life, but not for rape or incest. That's what it is. Now, if you want to challenge that law, you can. But that's what it is. It looks like the fines are up to $100,000, and it's a major, it's a crime for you to kill an unborn child. So as I said last hour, Texas, Florida, South Dakota, several states will now make abortion illegal. And they can. I just didn't know what the penalty was. So your thoughts on that? 888-941-PAGS. Number one, is Kamala Harris stupid? No call and say she's stupid. I, I, I know I'm using that term, but is she stupid or is she lying? I think she's lying. She knows what she's saying is just dumb. And it's ironic because she keeps talking about people that will be affected, people, of course, who, who have been born. And also, what about these trigger laws? Are you for them? Now you'll start punishing the person who performs the abortion. All of these people who live in Texas or Georgia or Florida or South Dakota or whatever state outlaws abortion, I believe it's still illegal in Michigan. Those people who want to still perform these, these killings of the unborn child can move to a state that allows it. You don't need to stay here. No reason for you to stay in a state that is making it a crime to perform an abortion. By the way, the other part of the irony of this entire story is that they keep saying this is going to really, really harm the black community and brown community and, and lower income community. Oh, BS. This is going to allow for more people in those communities to be born. And we already are a very giving society. Yes, we take care of those who have been born. The, other, the, the, the third and final lie I'll bring up is that conservatives really care about life until it's born. Had some ass wagon the other day on Twitter said, Well, how many people, how many, how many babies have you adopted? Well, two. How many of you? You know, we are a loving society. Our values and Judeo Christian beliefs make sure that we take care of those who need to be taken care of. I mean, how much of my money goes to school breakfast and school lunch and after school this and, and educating everybody? I mean, how much, how much money goes to that? How about the food bank? It's right down the road. How about the scoop, the, the soup kitchen, or the or the place, the homeless shelter? We are a giving, charitable society. Why are we pretending like we're not? I don't know. Maybe don't send forty billion dollars over to Ukraine as they continue to give geography away to Russia and use that to support the children who otherwise would have been aborted. I don't. know. Maybe that could be crazy, right? Eight 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 nine four one PAGS. Eight 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 nine four one seven two four seven. Your thoughts about trigger laws? Your thoughts about Kamala Harris? And at the bottom. It's going to be Christy Nome, the governor of the great state of South Dakota. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D.
It's a Motown Monday. Glad to have you here. Welcome to the program. Block is thinking for Congress to reach a deal to raise the debt ceiling before the government runs out of money to pay its bills. Yeah, the government can play that game, but we cannot, of course. If you're buried in bills, you're trying to keep up with all the credit cards and signature loans, internet loans, and timeshares, get off the treadmill, stop being underwater, get some help, and help is available. Get some total financial freedom. If you owe more than $10,000, the team at Total Financial Freedom has been doing a great job for 15-plus years now, helping people like you resolve their debts and cut their payments in half. If you don't believe me, give them a call, 800-833-9444. That's 800-833-9444. Call now. Ask about the free book, The Debt Dietitian. You've got to mention my name when you call that number to get the free book. You're going to learn how to easily cut your payments. You're going to appreciate their team. They're like-minded people. Have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. No complaints ever. Call Total Financial right now. 1-800-833-9444. 1-800-833-9444. When they answer, mention my name, Joe Pags. Get that free book, The Debt Dietitian. 800-833-9444. Make that happen. Make it happen right now. Some very odd comments in my chat. I enjoy people who stop by and watch the show as we do it live. Some very odd comments. Oh, how many abortions do you think women get in a lifetime? This is going to change the decline in the population. Of course it is. 63 million unborn children were killed since 1973. 63 million. Most of them would still be alive today. So that would add 63 million to the population. And, and 900 a day just to Planned Parenthood, that's 900 a day. What, do, what, what are you thinking? What, what a strange question. Or what a strange statement. Let me go to the phone lines. Let me say hello and welcome to uh, Janie in Nebraska. Janie, what do you think? Well, Joe, the reason I'm calling, number one, I really enjoy your show. Thank you. you do an excellent job. Um, and I thought I would help to clear up the mystery uh, question that came up just before the break. Yes. And that was, is Kamala stupid or is she just lying? Right. And I think it's very clear that she has to be lying or she is the most stupid woman in the world. I think the way she talks to people is in nothing but word salad. Yes. And when it, even when she goes over to Europe and speaks to the heads of state of the European Union over there and the G7. She talks to people like they're two years old. And it's really embarrassing that we would have to have someone with her level of intelligence representing our country. And personally, I think the reason Joe picked her is because he knew she's probably the only one of the possibilities for vice president that would be more stupid than he is. So there you go. I, I got you. I hear you. Um, the word I get is that Barack Obama pushed for Kamala Harris to become the, the vice president. Interestingly here. Uh, I, I think that's that's what it is. Joe, Texas, what's going on? Hi. Hi, Joe. Um, well, the, to answer that question or what I think is that it's it's like 50-50. I think she's stupid and that she's a little intelligent. So that's my answer for that question. But I do have a question for you. Um, so, like, back before they started doing abortions, like, first of all, when did they start doing them, and what would they do when they weren't doing them? Well, they, they, I think they've probably been doing them for all of time since women have been getting pregnant. Uh, the argument was they were doing it in the back alleys, they were using coat hangers and all this other stuff. So you had to have legalized abortions so that women weren't killing themselves trying to get rid of the baby. Do I know exactly when the first abortion happened? Probably um, a long, long time ago, way before Roe v. Wade. Why do you ask? Well, I mean, because I, I went and uh, actually 
went to one of the protests that was taking place in our city and I kind of just walked up and I started talking to one of the uh, protesters and they just sounded like they did not know really what they were talking about. Well, that's I mean, true. A lot of the, the yeah. answers. Yeah, a lot of the answers they gave was like, I, I was just shocked. You know, the protesters don't know what they're talking about. They're out there because they're professional protesters, and somebody tells them on social media, go and protest. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't understand what Roe v. Wade did. They don't understand what Casey did in 92. They don't understand what Dobbs just did. They don't have a clue. Keep it here. Christy, don't when we come back. This is the Joe Pag Show. Glad to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young lady back. She's the governor of South of South Dakota. It's Christy Nome. Governor, how are you? Good to see you. Well, I'm good. You just called me young, so it's a fantastic day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are. I mean, c- compared to me, you're, you're you're a child, basically. I'll uh, take it. Uh, re- really good to have you back on. We, we heard you last time. This time we get to see you as well. And I really do appreciate you jumping in the chair and getting it done. There's so much going on. You've got a book out called Not My First Rodeo, Lessons from the Heartland. And I'll tell people how to go and get that in a moment. But such a monumental, what, week now that we've had, uh, about mm-hmm. seven days worth of holy crap, the left is having a fit, and, and people like you and me going, holy mackerel, the Constitution means something. Just yes. as a general overview, you feeling as good as I am about some of these rulings? I am. I really am. You know, it's been fantastic to have a win on our Second Amendment rights. Then we had the Roe decision overturning that and allowing that power and decision-making ability to go back to the states. And then today, with the with the decision on prayer, it just is, it feels like our world and our country is getting back on its foundation, which is really what we need. I think this is incredible that we have a Supreme Court that recognizes these constitutionally protected rights and is taking the making the decisions uh, that really this country needs. What do you think of the freak out of people like AOC? We should impeach three of the justices. They all lied about overturning Roe when they were in the con- uh, the, the confirmation hearings. They didn't lie. There was no case in front of them right then. They talked about stare decisis. Yes, we're going to go with whatever the precedent is, provided it's constitutional. And if there's another case that comes before us, we'll decide it. And the Dobbs case clearly showed that what they did in 1973, and even with Casey in 1992, didn't make any sense. Overturning that and saying the states and governors like you and legislatures like in South Dakota and here in Texas should be able to make these decisions. What do you make of somebody freaking out? Where And she doesn't seem to have any clue what she's talking about constitutionally. Well, we knew she didn't have any clue what she was talking about. <laughs> I mean, we've, we see that, that proof almost on a weekly basis right. with, with her. But I think what's uh, interesting is that they're still continuing to use fear to to control people. And if I've listened to anyone on the left talk about this road decision, uh, it, it has been wrong. They haven't portrayed it as truthful to what it actually does now. They haven't portrayed it as a fair um, decision and what happens medically to women, what options they have. Yeah. I just think that they're doing it to control people. And that's the truth that, that the population needs to hear in this country right now is that 
they're not interested in facts. They're not interested in having an intelligent conversation when they don't get their way. It's just blow the place up, lie about it, and try to get people to fall in line because they're scared. Can we overturn indoctrination, though? Because there's there's like an entire generation. Thankfully, there's some smart people in this generation. But entire generation thinks that now you've got to ask the president or the Supreme Court or the governor whether you can make a health care decision. I mean, they really believe that it's somehow reproductive health care. They believe that somehow this is just a clump of cells. It could be a fish. I, Chrissy, I had somebody call my show a no. week ago who said it could be a fish. That's making that oh, heartbeat no. inside of a woman. I mean, this is how detached they are from reality. Can we can we change somebody who's an indoctrinated mind when it comes to stuff like this? Yes. Yes, we can, or else why do we get up every morning, Joe? Yeah. Why do we do what we do? I mean, that's we've seen this year, uh, you know, people get involved in government and politics for the first time ever because they were angry. They were angry by what happened uh, the last couple of years in their state with the government making decisions and stopping the education of their kids, the government destroying their family business because they shut them down. So there's people in this country that just, you know, didn't worry about it, didn't think about the role of the government in their lives before that now are finally paying attention. What what happens is, you know, I feel like a lot of good leaders right now are discouraged I've had many good leaders uh, tell me they want to quit because they're tired of the divisiveness, the fighting. Now would be the worst time to quit. Yeah. Now would be the worst time for anybody to take their foot off the throttle and say, it doesn't matter. It matters every day. It matters. And we have to stay engaged in this and do a better job at educating the public. You know, I found during COVID that the more I just talked to people, got online or did shows like yours and told people why I was making the decisions that I was making, People understood. They understood. I went through the history. I did a whole press conference on just the Constitution because nobody had bothered to read the Constitution for a very long time. And so this shows like yours are incredibly important because there are people listening who haven't been before. Yeah, I, it's, it's a, uh, thank you for the compliment, but it's so important that, that what you said before that, you actually talked about the Constitution. Mm-hmm. You talked about what it says, what it does, what it means, why, why abortion wasn't in there, why guns are in there. Um, mm-hmm. And, and if people, I find that if people have an understanding of the truth, and here's the piece of paper where you can read it, they, they, they walk away and say, well, maybe I wasn't believing the right thing, and maybe the person before me wasn't telling the truth. It's Governor Christy Nome. Her book is called Not My First Rodeo, Lessons from the Heartland. You can go to 12books.com and go find out more about this and get the book. Um, and Lessons from the Heartland, uh, we're, we're seeing them in the decisions that you're making. When it comes to abortion will be illegal in South Dakota. When it comes to gun rights being important in South Dakota. When it comes to you can pray after a football game is something that we're going to make sure happens in South Dakota. We um, never stopped. No, 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 well, that's true. We, yeah. we, we never did, so but, but you've got the... Like fr- standard operating procedure in South it is. Dakota before and after a football game. And that's what I think is so special about our state. The book is really about... South Dakota and the people there and, uh, you know, why we made the decisions that we did, you know, my growing up experience, how I learned life lessons and value and faith from my family. So people, I think, will really enjoy the book. It's very timely. And it and it really is about what this country needs to do. It's obviously political. It's got some political stories in it yes. that I think people will enjoy. But it also is about what that experience is and how I talked about things differently to help explain to people why I was making the decisions I was making. It's interesting that you, you talked about your family. I was raised by a mother and a father in a Christian household mm-hmm. where I'm raising five kids with my wife in a Christian household. Um, that's such an important uh, sort of pillar in our in what this is as a national community 
that's been attacked by organizations like Black Lives Matter and Antifa mm-hmm. and the government trying to say it's okay that the father doesn't stay. Well, we'll raise the kid. Uh, and you could turn to us as your God as well. Let's get Bible out of, out of school. Let's not mm-hmm. worry about the Western nuclear family. And then you come in and say, well, wait a second. The Western nuclear family actually is important. It's why I became who I am. And you can read more mm-hmm. about this in Not My First Rodeo. But, but talk about that. The left wing, I think has figured it out. If we can get families to not be families, if we can make people divided on, on issues and thoughts and or even on race or ethnicity or gender, then they'll turn to the government as their God and as their family. That, that was the goal, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I mean, absolutely. I think that what's interesting is uh, when I ran for governor, I ran on talking about two things over and over again, building stronger families. And I'm not going to tell people what their family should look like. I no. don't really care. We just have to have families around supporting our kids involved in their lives and make sure that we're facilitating that kind of environment. The other one was that I talked about four years ago was making South Dakota an example to the nation that I believed we could do things in our state that other states couldn't do. And we could be an example of what a conservative government can deliver. I had no idea our opportunity to be that example would happen during a pandemic. So it's it's interesting you know, those two things have certainly come to pass. South Dakota did better than any other state. Number one economy, uh, less than 600 people today on unemployment in the entire state. Our kids are highest achieving uh, outcomes in education than any other state in the country. Uh, We're doing wonderful. Our incomes are going up faster than any other state. So it's really, it's really true that what conservatives believe in South Dakota, we just did it and it worked. And, and the, a lot of those beliefs and, and systems and what we, what we do in South Dakota is told in this book that people can get anywhere books are sold. The book is called Not My First Rodeo Lessons from the Heartland. It's uh, Governor Christy Nome. Um, how stupid was that whole July 4th thing last year? It, it, when, when I watched that whole thing go down, that because of COVID, you couldn't gather and couldn't have fireworks mm-hmm. in South Dakota. I'm, I'm confused. Governor, when you heard that come down, you, did you think they were joking? They had to be joking, right? Because BLM can get together and they could breathe all over each other as they're mm-hmm. rioting and burning down 300, 300 businesses in Minneapolis, but you couldn't go and celebrate the, the Independence Day? Really? Well, and that's why I'm suing Joe Biden and the administration over it. Honestly, they're breaking federal law by denying me the opportunity to host that celebration at Mount Rushmore. So we're in federal court right now suing them over it. We will win because we are Uh, following the law and holding them accountable. But that's the challenge I've had ever since Joe Biden's been in office. You know, when Trump was there, I was on offense every single day. I was able to do big things for South Dakota. He let me do my job as governor. It's been very, very different with this administration. He is trying to crush this country and he is trying to go after Republican states and even violating federal law if necessary. Not my first rodeo is the name of the book. Her name is Christy Dome. She's the governor of South Dakota. You know, as as we watch that unfold, it seems like a dumb case. It's and not not that you're suing him. You should, but it seems like it's dumb that that the administration would have tried to have this sort of authority over you. We know that federalism was the way that we were we were founded. The states are supposed to have all the power, and very little power is supposed to be at central government. Is it your belief, as it is mine, that central government wants to basically say we are the boss of you, and you'll turn to us for any decision that you want to make, and if you don't? Will punish you somehow? Absolutely. Absolutely. That is exactly what they're doing. And if you don't fall in line, we'll make your life even more difficult. You know, the Keystone Pipeline was supposed to go through South Dakota. That was devastating for us because we're heavily energy dependent. We grow the world's food. That's our number one industry. Our second largest industry is tourism. So they're trying to crush Mount Rushmore and our opportunity to showcase 
that monument they went after and canceled a bunch of our forest service contracts we have the last profitable lumber and timber industry in the black hills of south dakota and now they're going after that and now they're punishing our veterans by closing down facilities in our state that they just built that they just remodeled and put tens of millions of dollars into now they've announced that now they're going to shut them all down which will punish my veterans so yeah they are specifically targeting republican states governors who don't fall in line and trying to make the people in those states unhappy with the leadership that they have close to home. Luckily, my people are smart and uh, they're happy being free. And we're going to continue to work for them every day and try to get this administration out of this country so we can get new leadership back that really understands the value of freedom. Author of Not My First Rodeo, Lessons from the Heartland. Get it where you get all your favorite books. Before I let you go, I want to go to a personal story out of the book, if you don't mind. Uh, you mentioned that your dad was bigger than life and you lost him early. Um, what sort of lessons did you learn from him and, and what what helped you to make you who you are today? Like, I'll give you a quick example. My father was kind of a jerk to me growing up, so I wanted to prove him wrong on everything. And I did. And by the end of uh-huh. his life, we were great friends and he understood mm-hmm. and respected what it was that I was able to achieve. It sounds like you had somebody who was, who was a huge supporter of yours and you did sort of the same thing I did. You still wanted to, to, to make him respect what you did and, and prove that, that the lessons that you learned did something. Just if you could, give me an anecdote from, from your upbringing that made you who it is that we see every day now. Oh, you know, my dad woke us up every morning by yelling up the stairs, get up, or people <laughs> die in bed than anywhere else. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, you know, and he told us to, he always told us to sleep fast. Um, but the one thing I remember the most, which probably is how I end up ended up in government and politics is he said, we don't complain about things, we fix them. And, uh, you know, that really is something that I think all of America needs to hear. We got a lot of complainers in this country, not very many people that are willing to do the work to actually make it a better future for our, our kids. They aren't willing to do the work. I mean, that that goes to work ethic. Right. And it sounds yep. like work ethic is what he put in you. And the same thing, mm-hmm. again, with my upbringing, work ethic was I'll work four jobs to prove you uh, to prove to you that I can make it. Hey, can we teach work ethic to people in this day and age because they're all stuck on social media and, and they're all listening to what's coming out of Washington, D.C. Or, or their favorite media outlet, which is lying to them? Can we teach work ethic as people are told, stay home, I'll send you 600 bucks. Don't worry about going back to work. We'll pay you more to stay home. You should get $15 an hour to flip that burger. Can we teach work ethic like you and I learned growing up? Oh, absolutely. You know, we were the only state in the country that when the president offered those elevated unemployment benefits that said, yeah, you know, thank you, Mr. President, for the flexibility, but we don't need it. Our people want to work. And I think in most of my speeches, I tell people in the audience, I say, if you are parents or grandparents, you are and you are doing everything for your children you are crippling them. Yeah. Uh, that is not our job. Our job is to prepare them for life. The best gift my parents ever gave me was impossible things to do. They gave me things to do that I thought there's no way I can do it. My dad never taught me to drive a semi. He just, one day we were driving down the road, pulling out of the field and he remembered he needed to bring another truck home. And he said, Hey, jump over here, grab the wheel, take this thing <laughs> home, make your corners wide and jumped out the door. <laughs> so, you know, I was 12 years old. I and love had it. to Drive the truck seven miles home, got in the yard, didn't even know how to stop it. I just turned it off and let it drift to a stop. But the first thing I thought was, I can't believe I lived. And the second thought I had (laughs) was that now I can probably drive anything, you know, and that's when we give our kids hard things to do, it builds their confidence. It it makes them be problem solvers. And, And that's what we're doing wrong in this country is we've got a bunch of parents who think they have to do everything for their kids. And I would say our job is the exact opposite. 
um, prepare them for life, give them hard things. It'll make them better and it'll make sure that they have the value system that we need to really run this country someday. I would love to see a picture of 12 year old you driving a semi. I think that would be, it wasn't pretty, it wasn't pretty, <laughs> pretty sure there was a few tears while I was hoping not to turn that, turn that thing upside down. But on you got corner. it done, but you got it done, yeah, which is the lesson that was learned. Go and get this book. Not my first rodeo lessons from the heartland. It's governor Christy Nome, of course, Republican, the, the great state of South Dakota governor. Anytime you want to come back on my show is your show. Thanks so much for making time today. I will. Thanks so much. I All appreciate right. it. Have a you too. We're back after this. Stay right here. Don't be an A-dub. Stay with the Joe Pag show. Motown Monday, glad to have you along for the ride. It is the Joe Pag Show. We appreciate Governor Christy Nome from South Dakota coming on. Imagine having to sue the federal government to allow to allow your state to, to so that you can do something that you've done forever in you know, having fireworks at Mount Rushmore. Can you imagine the federal government claiming that because of COVID you can't do that? But nobody's stopping Antifa or Black Lives Matter or all these stupid uh, protests about abortion now. None, none of them have to worry about COVID restrictions, anything like that. Only if you want to do something that's proud or patriotic when it comes to America. J- just ridiculous. Now, I'm not going to play this audio or the, or the video, but the idiots on the, on the view, I guess they're now saying that the next thing to go will be interracial marriage. Somehow they're going to take that away. And of course, they're targeting Clarence Thomas, who is married to a white woman. Ginny Thomas is her name. That, that's, that's what they're, they're now basing it on. Of course, Samuel Jackson started this over the weekend, the, uh, the racist that he is, the big Hollywood elite racist that he happens to be. And again, only racist if you're a conservative black person, if you're on the, on the, on the left side and you're on the correct side, that you'll be left alone. But that's the next thing they're going to take away is your right to marry anybody that you want in, in interracial marriages. This is how dumb it is. They're literally comparing a man marrying a woman doesn't matter what her ethnicity or his ethnicity happens to be. They're comparing that to killing an unborn child. I, I'm, I'm just a, I'm a little bit confused. Some would say a lot of bit confused until I, again, start considering the source. Then there's AOC out there, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who should not be anywhere near the House of Representatives, who is saying that three of the justices should be impeached and, and brought up on charges for lying under oath in their confirmation hearing, they were asked about Roe v. Wade being established law. Their answer was, yes, it's established law. Because it was. Until it wasn't anymore. It was no longer established when a new ruling deemed it unconstitutional. That's kind of the way it works. Like prohibition. Like slavery. Like any number, like the New York gun law just from last week. When we come back, I'm going to have the story uh, of the football coach because that, that story has been taken up by the Supreme Court and ruled as well. It never should have gotten that far. What we're seeing is the dismantling of the attempt to centralize all power in government in Washington, D.C. The Constitution never allowed for that. The founders never allowed for that. You've got a guy who, after football games, would pray 
and they literally fired him for not stopping his prayer that he's allowed to do via the First Amendment. Yes, it's actually in the First Amendment, this one. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show.